Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Are they bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? Good, good, good. Welcome to Bad Barista. I'm your host, Casa Campana. We're supposed to have like as episode one. So this is our first official episode one. And it's brought to you by Little Green Cyclo, Vietnamese coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> not do that. We're not brought to you by that. They're not paying us. Um, even though we were drinking that just now, it's uh, it says little green. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they had a matcha version, which we did try, which is not a part of our podcast. Just telling you this. I prefer the matcha flavor more. Yeah, this is what we're drinking right now. So we're actually drinking coffee. So our first drink that we're covering on our first episode is from. I say a national company or is it international? I know they're national. Pete's. I don't know if it's international or not. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen too many Pete's in other countries. I've been to other countries, not too many other countries, and I always see Starbucks. So I'm very excited to go get it. Um, if you've listened to us previously, we did something on Starbucks strawberry funnel cake frappuccino, and this time we're going on Pete's. Pete's decided to have some type of uh, summer drinks. And they decided to have a couple of frappes. I don't think Pizza's actually had a frappe before, right? No, I've never seen them have blended drinks to begin with. Yeah. So in case you're listening, frappe, blended drinks, frappuccinos, they're basically the same thing. It's kind of like a smoothie coffee drink. So I looked it up. They're only uh, national. Okay. So Pizza's only national. So Pizza has a matcha strawberry frappe. I think they had a mocha. Is it also mocha? Mm -hmm. Mocha strawberry frappe. And the only difference I want to say in these drinks is the actual frappe because the strawberry comes from a puree that's at the bottom of the drink. Um, the matcha strawberry frappe has the strawberry syrup. So is the matcha. And then the strawberry, oh, I said strawberry, I meant mocha. And the strawberry cream frappe is basically the same thing. I'm not sure where the cream is coming from. And we haven't tried that yet. But today we are going to focus, as I should focus, on matcha strawberry frappe. We got that because someone in, in this duel here was very excited to... That's your name, matcha? I love matcha. All right, so matcha strawberry... I don't have the app for that. I thought, I thought you looked it up. Well, I guess I'm the one no, that's on No, you're the one that with the pizza app. All right, so it says matcha strawberry frappe, 370 calories. $6.50. I, I did not need to know how many calories was in well, that. Well, in case others want to know. Okay. Here in our area is $6.50. It's a strawberry puree topped with an icy blend of creamy matcha and milk. Crown once again, remind you of. Oh, you can say boba guy. Well, I'm going to say in oh, general, okay. as some people like to say tapioca. Other people like to say boba. Some people say pearl drinks. A lot of the stuff that I feel like the coffee places are doing nowadays are copying off a lot of the tapioca and boba places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the different layers, the different layers and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the new trend for coffee places, but they've been doing this already in a lot of the you know, tapioca places. Mm-hmm. So it's just, to me, another copy. Now, of course, I said boba guys, and I don't know if boba guys is national um, or if it's just local. I think they said so they had a New York place. But boba guys is a tapioca, boba, pro place, whatever you want to call it, that they have a matcha strawberry drink. And that was one of the first places I had that. And they did them a layer. We have the layer of milk, layer of matcha, and layer of strawberry. And they offered oat milk 
And oat milk at that time was not popular. It wasn't spread around everywhere. A lot of people didn't even know about it. And they specifically use Oatly, which a lot of companies make oat milk, but Oatly is one of the best ones, which is what we use at my cafe. But that's only because I had it at Boba Guy. And so I feel like that this drink here is just another cheap imitation of Boba Guy's strawberry matcha drink. And they decided to blend it. It's like having a Midori Sour on the rocks and say, I'm going to blend it. Or having a, a margarita on the rocks and go, I'm going to blend it. So, yeah. yeah, it's like not that Boba Guy sells alcohol, but it's like Boba Guy had the margarita on the rocks. And here comes Peace time. I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to blend it. So mine's different. Yeah. yeah. So I looked it up. They have SF, Bay Area locations, L.A., and New York. And that's it. Yeah. So New York. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. We're looking at this drink that they're bringing out in the summer, but we just did three-part series on Starbucks strawberry funnel cake frappuccino. I said that right twice without stumbling over it. Yes. And we both know, and everybody, if you haven't had it, that that has a strawberry puree in it. So So at the bottom. At the bottom. So now Starbucks brings out a drink with strawberry puree, and here comes Pete's. Doing the same thing. It's kind of like when, what was the movie? Um, Ants and Bug Life. Bugs Life. Oh, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah, Bugs yeah. Life makes sure, well, it was Ants. They made sure they got out first before Bugs Life mm-hmm. because they knew which one was going to be more popular. Yeah. But it's like, come on. Can you be original? But for all we know, Pete's could have actually decided to bring this out first. And here comes Starbucks jumping the gun. Even though Starbucks drink itself is totally different monster than this one. I feel like all I did was took some plain flavors and threw it on top of strawberry puree. At least with the Starbucks, they had not like a plain flavor you can get. It was a funnel cake flavor, even though it didn't taste too funnel cakey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't see what's particular here. But since you were the one excited to get it, Mm-hmm. And you wanted to go there and go get it. We almost had to like go through a whole bunch of drama just to get one. Because <laughs> it was late at Well, it wasn't late at night, I would say. It was just things closed earlier than normal. Yeah. And if Pete's and Starbucks actually get smart, they'll stop staying open until like 8 or 9 o'clock. Because no one drinks coffee at that time of night except for people like me. And it's not a lot of us. Yeah. So we went to Pete's. We went and got the strawberry or the matcha strawberry, whatever it's called. Right? I liked it. That's it. I liked it. <laughs> I make. I was too busy going. Like it's smelling everywhere because you know how fraps can be. But I didn't think too much of it. I actually, you're gonna hate me for this because I didn't say it to you at the moment. I actually liked it more than the Boba Guys strawberry matcha. But I think it's because it's blended and it was icy. That's why. Hey. <laughs> I think I like the iciness of it. You gonna be silent? <laughs> I'm just making a face. They can't see my face. But um, yeah, you and I got two different tastes of it. That um, okay. So well, I'm like, I think you kept saying that it was it wasn't sweet or it was sweet. The matcha, the matcha? itself, yeah. The matcha. You kept saying it wasn't sweet. It wasn't. Not to me, unless they made the ours differently. Oh, you know what? I just remembered when you were saying that I was saying it was sweet. And then when I got to the bottom, when there was like no strawberry puree left, I was like, this thing tastes so plain. (laughs) Okay. So that means that you're saying that the matcha itself is not sweet. It's not sweet. But that's because usually when I do get the matcha latte from Pete's, you have to let them know I want to sweeten. So I don't know if it's the same with the frat. 
like you want to let them know like hey i want the matcha part sweetened or something but maybe that's the whole point of the strawberry puree but as we know who started the whole frappe craze was actually starbucks with the frappuccinos yeah and we know they're sweet yeah. But we do know that pizza doesn't make their drinks as sweet as Starbucks does. Yeah. So the only true. company I know besides Judge Brothers we just found out about, but the only other company on sweetness level of Starbucks is McDonald's. So <laughs> I think Pete's purposely tries not to make it as sweet as Starbucks. So just to be different. To be different. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that was made the way it's supposed to be made. And what they're okay. doing is allowing the strawberry to give it sweetness. Mm. Um, but in that situation, the strawberry's only on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And as we said before in in one of our other podcasts, well, all the fun is at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you're talking about that you enjoyed it until you got rid of that strawberry. Until I ran out of the strawberry puree. I would have to say they put a very small layer of strawberry puree, but then the Starbucks drink, they had like strawberry puree on the bottom and on top. So it's like you continued the fun throughout the drink. Well, I mean, if you think about that, is Pete's mm-hmm. being more classy? That is true. Because that means it gives a more classy look with the one layer compared to Starbucks looks a little more fun. And maybe, you know, it's like when people think about Pete's and Starbucks, Starbucks is like for the kids and Pete's is for the adults. Yeah. And yeah, adults yeah. want to have fun, but they don't need to have a bunch of, you know. I do have to say as I drank it, it wasn't until I reached like the very end of my drink that I ran out of the strawberry puree. So it was a perfect combination. Did you stir it or you didn't have to stir it? I stirred it a little bit just to get the strawberry Instead of, I didn't want to just drink straight strawberry puree. So now if you were to order that without the strawberry puree, would you order that a matcha frappe? No, because it's not sweet. It's not sweet. (laughs) Well, for me, it was nothing special. Mm -hmm. At least with the frappuccino strawberry funnel cake thing, Mm -hmm. it was something unique, at least in the idea of it. This, to me, I thought would have a more uniqueness. It just felt like, hey, I can make me... We make frappes every day. I can make yeah. a, my own matcha frappe. Just thought about that. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. Starbucks strawberry puree tasted a lot better to me than Pete's did. Mm-hmm. I talked about it last time. I said I liked their strawberry puree. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, off subject, I'd rather have taken the Baskin Robbins sour berry... Um, <laughs> yeah, the slime. Slime and put that in there over there strawberry puree so even comparing to that that strawberry puree didn't excite me um mm-hmm. as did it taste fake like, like from a can it didn't, no no that's oh. not oh okay we, we've had those can taste ones yeah that's what i was like wondering like i didn't get the can taste. it didn't taste like a can it didn't have the i think certain other person we're talking to said that boba guy had the freshness so they had like the seeds from the strawberry it didn't have that but i know starbucks had strawberry stuff before they freeze dry and then it still has like the, it's a real strawberry but um, their puree, I didn't think had that in there, but it didn't taste fake. It just didn't taste as delicious to me. I felt like it didn't taste as tart as the strawberry would be. Yeah, That's but you know, it's a, it's an artificial strawberry flavor. It's like having yeah. what is it? It's like having a watermelon and expected to taste exactly like a watermelon. Like a watermelon. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm assuming they accomplished their job in making it taste like strawberry, but it shouldn't. No one wants a tart strawberry. Who wants to get a strawberry shortcake and have a tart strawberry? That's why you get it during the summer when strawberries in season. But if you think about strawberry shortcakes, they still have a strawberry wet on it. Oh, that weird like syrup. Oh, like like a, like a puree, like a jelly. Yeah. They still have some type of artificial strawberry in there, or something someone created with sugar in it, because you don't want to have something that's not sweet. So you have to have that that sweetness of it. And I just think that to me, Pete's didn't accomplish that. 
Um, but on top of that, you say you didn't like boba guys. Maybe you need to go retest it. Maybe that's what we need to do. On a side note, we need to go get a boba guy strawberry matcha mm-hmm. versus peach strawberry well, you matcha. Said, you said that boba guys makes their drink with oat milk, right? No, no. You can get it however you want oh. because it's thicker. Oh, okay. So you can choose whatever milk you want, but just remember, you're gonna be. It's like comparing, like I said, margarita versus a blended margarita, or a Midori sour versus a blended Midori sour. So Boba Guys doesn't blend theirs. So if you try this and we do a taste test between it, we should do one. Be, be stay tuned for that one. We're gonna do that. So you will have a taste test between a blended strawberry matcha frappe versus a non frappe strawberry matcha, which is how most of the tapioca places sell it. Um, and then you can then do a comparison, make sure you get the same kind of milk and you can do an actual comparison to see which one you actually like better. Okay. Cause I would say the, when you took me to Boba guys, that was like what, two, three years ago. I wasn't exactly in the whole coffee scene or Boba scene yeah. really. And so I, it was my first time tasting something so different from what I usually And I think the last time I went to Boba guy in Blackhawk. I don't think it was Blackhawk, but Samron. You didn't get the strawberry matcha. No, because they had the black sesame. Yeah. So, therefore, you need to do a comparison between those two because I felt to me that the Pete's mm-hmm. is copying. At the same time, I understand they're trying to be classy, but it was nothing that was special the way you made it seem like when like we gotta go get it. It's like yeah, we tried it. Well, look, anytime there's anything matcha, you know I'm going to be like, I got to go try it. Yeah, but then at the same time, they didn't do anything special. Being Coming from the barista side of things, yeah, they didn't do anything special. Yes. You know, that I will agree it, it, with. it's like I put some puree at the bottom, I put some matcha frappe in the middle, and I mm-hmm. throw some whipped cream on top. I was going to say, I wonder what it tastes like if there's layers of whipped cream in between it. <laughs> look, I bet you the frappe that I make with the green tea mm-hmm. tastes a lot better than that one did. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did. So yeah. it's like to me, to me, it it, it didn't taste great. If you're, I want to say idiot. <laughs> if you have no knowledge of this stuff and you just like going out and trying different drinks, this would be a great drink to go try. But if you are really a matcha fan and you love matcha stuff, this may not be the drink. Or if you really, I want to say, if you're really a a tapioca boba pearl type of person who goes to these places all the time this will be nothing new to you and it won't even taste as good to you unless you've been to the place we went to that had the can puree flavor um <laughs> stuff so unfortunately pete's i didn't really care for your drink i didn't really like it i'm still gonna go try the mocha one which is mm-hmm. i'm not there's nothing special and the strawberry one just so that we can try those all yeah but to me it wasn't bad but it wasn't good. It also didn't have a very strong matcha taste either. Yeah. So if you want to go out and try it, go out and try it. I'm not knocking it saying don't go try it. I'm not going to tell you that it's great. Go try it. I'm going to tell you if you want it, go get it. But don't have in your head that this is some special drink that you'll never, ever, ever see again. Because technically you can make it yourself. Maybe I'll throw out a video or something and I'll just make it myself and show you how to make it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people out there who have shown you how to make it. So To recreate it, yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel like you can just go buy you some matcha at home. Uh, add some ice to it, put some milk in there, throw it in the blender, get it all nice and frosty, throw some strawberry puree on the bottom. If you don't have none, go buy some. You can find anywhere and throw some whipped cream on top. And you just got you a Pete's strawberry matcha frappe. Sorry, Pete's. Not sorry unless you were paying us. <laughs> now, now I'm kind of regretting I didn't get the whipped cream on top. I wonder if that, that it would have added that sweetness at the very end when I ran out of the strawberry. Not cream wasn't sweet. What? That's weird. How come you didn't get whipped cream? We're supposed to get the way it's supposed to come. 
I don't know why I didn't get it with whipped cream that day. You didn't get it either. No, I don't really care for whipped cream, but um, but no, we did. I didn't. We ordered an oat one too. And I tasted the oat yeah. one. Yeah. And it didn't taste anything special, but um, yeah, maybe on another. You think it would have been? Part. It would have remained sweet if there was whipped cream on top. Well, that that's something we have to try. Sweeten the whole matcha thing. Well, like we did part one, part two, part three, but <laughs> uh-huh. we can do that again. It won't be a part of an official episode, but we can go. Like I said, we can do the the taste testing between the boba uh-huh. guy and the. And Pete's. and Pete's. And then at the same time, you can order the whipped cream on the Pete's and you can see if it does a difference. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then we'll be able to give a, a better review. But as of now, that review is just, it is what yeah. it is. Well, I was Try also, I it. didn't think we were going to actually review it. It was such a last mm-hmm. minute. Let's go drink this. Um, we technically review everything we get. We just don't. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, we don't post everything. But hope to see you next time. If you okay. are staying with us, we are now... Going to get into our coffee shop talk. And coffee shop talk is basically talk that happens in the coffee shop. And these are topics that customers that come into the store talk to us about. And it's about, but if you didn't read it, our topic is, I don't want to say gun violence. is more of the, um, how do we say that? Mass shooting? Mass shootings. And so customer came in, talked about, I think this was the incident that happened in, is it California? Um, where the train yard, was that California? That was in San Jose, yeah. Okay, so the train yard where the guy came and he ended up shooting up a bunch of people in the train yard. And so we were talking about that. And, you know, this, you know, so many other mass shootings have happened from way back, you know, Columbine to, you know, the theater with the Joker stuff Mm -hmm. to all these other things. And it's just one of these things where I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. It was something that wasn't about that, but it was those things of like they always go to the extreme. It's either you do this or you don't do that. And so the question we're looking at and this whole thing of, of violence with this mass shooting is why is this happening? That's the question. Why are people doing this? Why are people always go shooting? You know, and people are asking for these answers. So why are people going out and shooting people? Well, the San Jose incident, wasn't that an ex-worker that worked at the train yard or something? Mm-hmm. And you know what that goes back to? What? It goes back to old school term that people forgot. Oh, going postal, yeah. Going postal, because yeah. I can't remember if that was nineteen seventy something or eighty. That was the first mass shooting. Basically, the guy I can't remember his name. He went postal. He was a post postal office, office worker. Yeah. He was mad that he got fired from his job, came back and killed everybody, mm-hmm. and that's where that came from. But people somehow now have turned from going postal to just mass shooting. Yeah, you know, like the Vegas one. It wasn't going postal because he didn't lose his job. Yeah, he you know, just they decided just to shoot up people at a concert. Uh, open yeah. concert yeah. or are people get blown up like in the boston oh during the uh, marathon during yeah marathon yeah. so then but right back to the question so why 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 do you think and this has happened more frequently now than it did before so why is it what's changing it's people crazy is that what you I, really think that's, I, not, that's not what you told me earlier i don't remember what i said earlier i feel like a lot of people they're starting to do this to kind of I don't know. They see other people doing it, and they're like, "I gotta go bigger than them." Yeah, go back on that. Refresh my my memory. Oh, okay. I just remember. (laughs) When Thanos decides to snap his fingers. Mm Hmm.
actually, that's Avengers. Is that Infinity War? That's first. Infinity War, yeah, the first one. Ah, oh, you got the name right. I like to relate that to... Well, you have to explain. So, like, the people that did not get snapped, they ended up relocating people because we need people here working jobs. So people relocated to houses of people that did get snapped and did disappear. Then when the Avengers fixed the situation and half the population came back, suddenly they're like, well, why are you in my house? And then the people are like, well, I've been living here for five years. And now, now I think the people, well, that was, it's close. Were you saying that a little bit? This okay. is what really happened. So the people came back. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what to do. They needed help doing things. And so they had all these people who had relocated. Can you please help me fix our, our place, fix our city, help us do this, help us do that. Once they got back on their feet, they didn't want to kick them out and say, go back uh, home. So it was like, thank you for helping me, but, but I don't need you anymore. Yeah. But go. So I like to do my analogy. So COVID-19 comes. We go into quarantine. That was a snap. So half the people, or maybe more, I don't know, went into quarantine. They weren't coming out their house. They had all this toilet they paper. They were called the non-essential <laughs> workers. <laughs> they had all this toilet paper to survive, you know, so five bombings. <laughs> so these people didn't come out. Mm -hmm. They didn't even want to go to the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to do these type of things. Then you had the other people who were the ones working in the grocery stores, working at cafes and coffee shops, restaurants. For people who didn't, some of these people didn't even close right mm -hmm. away. Because like, like I said, I didn't close when they said... This is happening. I stayed open the whole time. And then they finally eventually at some point in time says, oh, it's okay for cafes and coffee shops to stay open. Like Starbucks had closed, pizza had closed, yeah. all these big chains had closed already. So basically all the essential workers, as they start to say, you know, medical people, we have doctors, nurses, um, we have the you know police officers, yeah. fire um, department, um, ambulance drivers, all these type of people we consider essential, especially emergency folks. Um, military people, they're still pre pretty essential. So all these essential people that we have were still out there. This is the part of the people who did not get snapped. Okay? They're surviving. They're doing this. Then the quarantine is lifted. Okay? Not the first time. We're talking about, you know, a little bit more recent as they start lifting. Then you get the shots. Yes. Now, when the shots came, that was like... Thanos just got corrected. They went back in time. Mm -hmm. They changed everything. We got the, our variant Loki. Which is <laughs> I'm TV show excited. Um, so once this happened now, we've been talking about yeah. this, how there was no one on the road. It was like, almost like I am it legend. Was heaven. You go out there, you couldn't even see nobody out in the it street. Was scary, it was like empty. But I enjoyed driving when no one was there. Yeah. And then now that all these shots and stuff have happened, we get all these people out there driving in their cars on the streets and they're all back and they're populated. And yeah, this is what I mean by the uh, Infinity War, I guess, is the analogy. Well, I don't know what to call it, but someone else can give me a name for it. But COVID-19 is Thanos. COVID-19 came, snapped, half the people went inside, other people stayed out. And now that everybody is out and about, you got people who've been cooped up inside the house. For a long time. These are the people who were snapped away. Okay. They came back psychotic. And so basically now they don't know what to do or they're looking for jobs or they no longer can get paid by EDD who was paying everybody for some odd reason. And 
they got all this built up pent up energy and they're trying to do something with it. Now, is this what's causing people to do all these mass shootings? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just wondering, is this what's causing well, it? Because you said something before about, you know, COVID and people just out well, and about what and I going crazy. Said was that I feel like when quarantine happened, you didn't hear in the news at the time of any type of mass shootings. People were all in their houses. Like, it seemed like there was nothing negative that was going on, except, of course, people dying from COVID-19. But then now suddenly when everyone's been getting vaccinated, people then the mandates have been lifted, people are, like, coming out of the woodworks, and now suddenly it's like mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting. I'm like, just Memorial Weekend, there were like three or four mass shootings. Yeah, I think the last mass shooting in San Jose was the, the at the Gilroy, the, well, Gilroy, not San Jose, but the Gilroy Garlic, Garlic Festival. Festival. That was last um, year, I feel like. Yeah, it's just weird you say that because in New York, that was one of the major cities we were first hearing all the deaths of yeah, COVID. Yeah. And then, you know, recently, I'm talking about all the mass shootings that happened in New York recently and the things they want to change and the laws they yeah. want to change. Um, the, so the New Yorkers, they actually want people to be able to conceal and carry because I was reading an article that was explaining how difficult it is to get a permit for a conceal and carry. Even if you were to take all the classes that they require, there's still mm-hmm. all this red tape that you cannot conceal well, yeah. and carry. Well, I, I told you that I took, because um, I took, um, I'm trying to think of what they're called right now. When I was doing the police academy, um, I can't remember the classes are called, but basically I took like, you know, two police academy type classes. And they teach you how to do firearms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I could apply to put in for, you know, concealed weapon, but it's like you still have to be trained. You still have to do this. Mm-hmm. And that class did allow me to do that. Um, but there's still a lot of red tape. So, but here's where we're getting to. And we were talking to a, a friend, a mutual friend who's a police officer, mm-hmm. not saying no names. <clears throat> um, I wanted to call him out. No, I'm just like, that's so wrong. <laughs> but we had this discussion. It'd be great if he had him here as a guest, yeah. but then he couldn't say who he yeah. was because maybe like do some job. You may have job. to like filter his voice and all that. You know, I ain't got that kind of technology. Um, but before we get into what New York said okay. specifically, I already had this idea in my head, and then when you told me about New yeah. York, I'll, I'll say what I thought about it. So it's going to the extreme. I know it was the NRA, mm-hmm. NHR, NHR, the National Rifle Association. Association. Yeah, either we get rid of all weapons, all guns. Mm-hmm. Do like Britain, they have nothing but knives. Get rid of all guns completely, which means that our amendment to carry weapons, arms, or with arm ourselves, whatever, we no longer worry about that. We amend that, whatever it is. We don't carry weapons. We don't have weapons. And I'm not talking about just semi-automatics, automatics, whatever, these rifles, this and that. I'm talking about any type of gun, handgun, shotgun, rifle, whatever it is. I mean, imagine us walking down the street with what I talked about this before one time with bows and arrows. Yeah, you know, how, how many drive-bys going to have with a with a bow and arrow? The accuracy is not that kind of Yeah, how many mass, how many mass shootings going to have, unless you like Green Arrow or Hawkeye, how many, yeah, how many mass shootings you going to have with a bow and arrow? You can't even get them off that quick unless you're just like an expert, and that's going to be a lot of practice. Imagine going, imagine going ghetto style. You still got to aim and pull that back. Uh-huh. Imagine going ghetto style and turn it to the side. Um, I tried that, and it doesn't work for It works okay. But anyways, off subject. So we either get rid of all of the firearms. That's one extreme. There's no middle ground. There isn't. They've been trying middle ground. Permits for this. Let's go scale down on the on the magazines. Certain type of weapons you can't do. Aren't going to follow all these different laws and regulations. But here's here's the thing: if you have no weapons at all, okay, 
and then they start catching these people and giving them harsher times for it. Mm-hmm. But when you have no weapons at all, this is what you're 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 taking out in case some company or some store who's a firearm store got their stuff stolen. In case someone broke into someone's house and got their stuff stolen. In case someone had something in their car, someone broke in and got their stuff stolen. So a lot of illegal weapons could be coming from regular citizens who've gotten things stolen or from some of these companies or businesses. We're not talking about black market stuff. We're talking about stuff that could have just been sitting there. And then some of these other people who have someone who has someone, knows someone, or just says, oh, my stuff got stolen, mm-hmm. could have sold it to someone else and said it got stolen and it didn't get stolen. You're cutting out half of those type of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Now, if a criminal's going to get something, just like we said, they're going to break into your house, they're going to break into your house. So if they're going to get a weapon, they're going to get a weapon. What you're trying to stop is the little small things of saying, you know what? No one has one. Okay. If no one has a weapon, no one can sell you a weapon across state lines. No one can say, let me mail you one from a different place. Let me go buy one in another state that has a different law and come back. I can go stay in a certain state and it has less harsh rules. Go buy my weapon over there, come back to California, and then I'm killing people. So if we can stop that all over the United States, we're not talking about the world, that's different places. Over the United States, if we can stop that, no weapons at all, that can change the game. That's one scenario. Like I said, there's no in-betweens. The second one, which is one I've been saying for a long time, and not that I'm pro-gun or anything else, we arm ourselves. It's, 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 you've never watched watched Predator 2, right? No, I've never, yeah. It's like Predator, Predator mm-hmm. okay? The movie. They've had Predator versus Aliens, Predator 1, Predator 2, Predators, okay? If you imagine the Predator as being the person who's doing the mass shooting, because they are technically a Predator who's preying on other people, especially those people who are weak because they don't have a weapon. Not weak mentally, not meek strength-wise, but weak because they don't have a weapon to fight back. They're not attacking cops. They're attacking Ordinary citizens who are not carrying anything. Now, in Predator 2, with Danny Glover, they are supposed to be in Los Angeles, but there's a scene where they're actually in the BART station, which we know BART is here in the Bay Area. And one of the guys, the criminals there, who's in there, supposed to be really bad, a bunch of guys, they turn around and try to like rob some of the people on the BART. And all the citizens on the BART train pull out a gun. Mm. They're all armed. So imagine if you didn't know the person next to you was armed, and you want to go do a mass shooting because you're trying to prey on people who don't have one. Mm-hmm. Would that make you think twice before mm-hmm. shooting, knowing that other people are probably going to shoot back at you? Someone else is going to have a better aim than I am. Or they may have a bigger gun yeah. than someone. So it's like we're getting to the streams. It's either we're all packing or we're not all packing. Because if you think about a lot of these mass shootings, imagine if other people had guns there. Mm-hmm. Why this person was shooting? How many people could they have stopped from getting killed if they could have killed this person first? Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, there's going to be all kind of laws with that. Just like, you know, breaking into someone's home. Yeah. You have to ask them, are you breaking into my home or are you mistakenly in my house? If you happen, if you to, happen to be a citizen, because yeah. the cops yeah. go break into people's houses and kill them in their sleep. Um, so if you are a citizen, excuse me, are you breaking into my house before I shoot you? Because if I shoot you, I'm going to be in trouble. And please don't turn around and run because if I shoot you in the back, I'm going to be in trouble. So imagine down the streets. Are you trying to shoot a bunch of people? Is this considered a mass shooting? Imagine, Imagine me asking me that to the person. Let me record this so I have yes. it. Yeah, let me record this so I have information that you're going to attempt to shoot everybody before I actually shoot you. Okay, and like I said, in Arizona, they have you know carrying law, but they have for road rage a, a harsher law because you know people get harsher road rage penalty. and pull weapons out. Yeah. yeah, so this goes back into the New York thing. You were saying in New York that they said they wanted to carry concealed weapons. Yeah. 
Okay, now here's the thing with concealed weapons. Concealed weapons means that a person doesn't know if you're carrying a weapon. Mm -hmm. They can't see if you're carrying a weapon. So when the person decides to do their mass shooting, they don't know who has a weapon, mm-hmm. doesn't, which is great. Maybe it might make them stop. Because they, and they won't do I'm it. like, if they knew who was carrying, they may take out those people first. They may take out those people first, but then here's another thing. What's the great thing about a shotgun? You take out sprays. Well, that's not the big, big thing about the shotgun. The shotgun, it's, it's, it's this. Sound. You hear that, that clacking yeah. sound? No, that gets you looking. Yeah. So now, not only is it the sound, it's also the look. Mm-hmm. You see this long thing, you hear this clacking mm-hmm. sound, that is the deterrent in itself. Yeah. The look of it. So, you know what my idea was? Well, we need to go back to the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. When America was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. According to our great, the greatest president we've ever had. <laughs> when America was great. But here in the Bay Area, there was... No law saying that you cannot carry a weapon. You were able to carry a weapon as long as it was visible. Mm-hmm. So you can carry a gun on your hip as long as it wasn't concealed. That law got changed, I think, at the end of the 90s, close to 2000s. So you could walk around here like it's the wild, wild west with a gun belt on your uh, uh, hips and your gun on the side. Now imagine that. Even if you want to take the person out that has a gun, imagine if everybody around you had one on there. Are you going to sit there and start doing the mass shooting when you see the gun? No. It's, it itself is a deterrent. It's a deterrent. Yeah. And even for all these ignorant well, yellow It's just kind of like when you see a cop on the street, you're less likely to do something that will break the law. And the same thing for these idiots on the streets who want to do all this, you know, the yellow folks. They want to go shoot up the party buses and this and that and that. You know, if you see other folks with weapons, you know they got a weapon. So you're not going to go, well, maybe if I get mine out first or they ain't got one and I'm going to do this. And they're like, no, this person's got a weapon. They can shoot me. I'm not the best aim, you know, because they're not the best aim. That's why they end up hitting everybody else but the person they're looking for. Because if they had aim, they can just go shoot the person. So that could be the turn in itself is it for us to be able to carry weapons and it to be visible. And this is not something that was back in the wild, wild west. This happened, we're talking about less than, what, 1990s, like, what, 10 years ago? 20 years ago? 30 years ago. If you're talking about 1990, that's 30 years ago. That's because I'm always Forever 27. Is that my my brand name, Forever 27? Yeah, yeah, 27. If y'all take my name, it's Forever 21 for women, Forever 27 for men. Um, I said it right here, so in case someone takes that, it's mine. I'm suing. But yeah, that but wasn't like, that wasn't like you were about 300, 400 yeah, years no, ago. That was it kinda, wasn't, well, I would call that recent. That was still recent where you can carry basically a weapon on your hip and it's visible. So to me, we may have to go to one of those extremes, you know, and I'm not saying I'm for this one or for yeah. this one. You either go and get rid of all weapons together or you're going to let people carry and pack. And to be honest, I don't really care to have people conceal weapons because I, I rather I rather know what's coming at yeah. me. I'd rather know you got a weapon than me not know you got a weapon. Because even if you're crazy, and this is what I'm talking about when you go to like the shooting ranges, I don't know if these people are crazy who shoot next to me. I do know they have a weapon, which I'd rather know that they have one because I know that in any time they may turn around and want to shoot me. So at least I know what's coming at me. When a person has a concealed weapon, I don't know what they have. I don't know what's going on. But that doesn't mean we can't stop people from having concealed weapons even if we say you can carry a weapon on your hip. And then here's the big kicker to that. What's the big kicker to carrying a weapon on your hip? What? Oh, besides the cops giving you problems? or Would the cops be able to give you problems? I'm like, if it's not against the law, I guess they wouldn't be able to ask. Well, we'll watch this. How do they know it's even yours or you stole it from someone? Well, watch this. 
citizens of the United States, we are no longer going to be wearing masks only if you are vaccinated. <laughs> so if you're vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask. But for those of you who are not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Now, who in their right mind that's not vaccinated going to wear a mask after hearing that? Now, is everybody going to come to the people who are not wearing masks saying, have you been vaccinated? Have you been vaccinated? No. So imagine that if everybody's carrying a weapon on their hips, can cops walk up to them saying, is your stuff legal? Mm. Is your weapon legal? And you're old enough to carry that weapon. Mm. Imagine having to stop every single person. Then here's the other thing that's going to happen if we all start carrying weapons. Cops themselves are going to start getting scared. scared. Yeah, they're going to be in fear of their life. Which means we might have more shootings from cops because they don't know if this person is going to pull a gun on them or not. They saw them walking down with a gun and they're not sure what's going to happen. Well, I mean, like, just imagine, like, if everyone was allowed to open carry and, like, someone is dumb enough to try and do a mass shooting and there's people that have guns trying to stop the mass shooter and police show up, police don't even know who's the actual mass Mm -hmm. shooter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly, but I mean, the mass shooter might be yeah. dead now. Um, <laughs> but that is true. But and give you a, a scenario, which this did happen in real mm-hmm. life, and not to show my age. Um, You're forever 27. I, that's right. When I used to work at the police department. Um, back in the 70s. I actually, uh-huh. Yeah, back in the, actually, it was like oh, the 50s. Okay. I noticed a guy walking down the street, had a gun on his belt, which is not normal because not everyone does it, but it is okay with the law as long as it's registered. So seeing that, so the officer was with me, he looked at it, he called for backup. Tons of cops came for this one guy who actually had it legal. Mm. He was able to actually carry on the thing for, because it's, it's not against the law. Mm-hmm. But then what he did have, which they did catch him doing, he was selling like, you know, candy and things out of his house, which is illegal. Not that that's a big deal, <laughs> uh-huh. but basically were able to bust him on that. But that's because he was having a gun on his uh-huh. hip. And that's that what they were coming for. That brought yeah. attention to it. But he had the gun on his hip because he had a legal type of business that he didn't want to get robbed from. Uh-huh. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So now I saw that gun there, which then inquired for them to come talk to you because they're like, okay, well, you got a gun, but you're out and about and you're walking around with it. It's not against the law, but it's not normal for you to be walking around like that, mm-hmm. you know, in the first place. But we also want to make sure that it's actually legal. Yeah. So now this will give cops an opportunity to pull you over or just stop and talk say, to you to make sure. This is the whole registration thing again. Expired yeah. registration. Let me check if he has a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah. So if they see a gun on your hip, yeah. they don't know if it's legal or not mm-hmm. legal. So they're going to, especially if you don't look like, you know, if you have that that look, if you look young, ghetto, this, certain they're still colors, whatever. You. Just say it. Yeah. So they're going to come talk to you. Hey, is that gun legal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to now get harassed for carrying that mm-hmm. weapon. They're going to be on high alert because they don't know if you're going to pull that mm-hmm. weapon out on them. So that causes a lot more drama. Same thing with if you carry the um, your concealed weapon. Mm-hmm. Because the cops know that more people have concealed weapons, they're going to be a little bit more skittish. Yeah. Now, one of the worst things, that, at least from my experience that I've learned, okay, one of the worst experiences, one thing as being a police officer, even though I've never been a police officer, people, one of the worst and scariest experiences is pulling people over in cars. Mm-hmm. So now that may be a staple of what they do, but it's still a scary experience because one, you don't know what's in the trunk of a car. Like in San Francisco, I think one of the guys was shooting from the trunk of a car. Um, you don't know what's in the back seat, especially if it's tinted windows. You can't see how many people are in the back seat. 
You don't know if when you're pulling up to the person at the driver's window, if the driver has a gun, if a person in the backseat has a gun, if the passenger has yeah. a gun, you don't know what you're getting into. It's like um, uh, Forrest Gump said, I know it's an old movie, but you know, oh, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So pulling the car over, it's like a box of chocolates that you don't know Especially what's in it. Especially if the windows are all tinted, you can't even tell. Well, you know there's a driver, but you don't know how many people are inside the vehicle. Yeah, and you already know how many cops are on high alert from that. Now, imagine they know people can carry concealed weapons. Imagine they know people have weapons that they can do. They're just going to assume you, everyone's holding a weapon. Yeah, and you might actually be legit. You might have a weapon that's registered. You're supposed to have, but they're going to be on high alert. And then the first thing that happens is more people start to get shot by cops. We start going after more cops because they're shooting more people. But at the same time, if I was a cop, I might be on the edge myself because I'm still there to protect others. But I want to also protect my life. How can I protect others if I can't protect myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? So then now we're getting to all these different type of things. So then, of course, everybody would say that what you're saying then, Casa, is that we should have no guns at all. Because if we do have concealed um, license or we do able to carry our weapons mm-hmm. on our hips, there's no winning in that. Yeah. Well, I'm really, even for me, not, you know, I never had any police training or anything. I can say I feel uncomfortable around guns mainly because I've never handled one and I don't know too much about it so I myself personally I feel uncomfortable okay but you never had handled a nail gun okay until recently uh-huh. <laughs> so now do you feel uncomfortable around a nail gun once you've had it? when you pull the trigger and that air shoots back but do you feel less uncomfortable than you did before yes. so this is what people mm-hmm. are saying if you have training with the mm-hmm. weapon you will feel more comfortable. I'll feel comfortable with a weapon. I don't know if I feel comfortable seeing someone else holding a weapon. But will you still feel that way even if you did or did not train with a weapon? Would you feel on that weapon? Probably not. You wouldn't feel uncomfortable if someone else had a weapon? I would always feel uncomfortable if anyone has a weapon. Yeah, yeah. so even if you had training or didn't have training, you will feel uncomfortable because that person has a weapon. I don't know if you're crazy or not. But now, will you feel safer if you have your own weapon to protect yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it was just the other day because we we're talking about not that far from where we are that neighbor's house i got um broken into and you know we talked about that having a weapon in the house oh, yeah, you know and once i talked earlier in this podcast about you know when people break into your house mm-hmm. you can't just shoot them because there have been people who've been drunk walked into the wrong houses things like that but at the same time you, you feel a little bit safer at least having something but it doesn't mean it guarantees your safety. Yeah. It, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you won't get in trouble by the law. And it doesn't guarantee that, you know, it saves everyone in the house. And sometimes those same weapons can be used against you or you have children in the house and things are not properly locked up yeah. that they get a hold of it. Um, so here we are again, you know, looking at a situation. Well, how do we fix this situation on what's going on? Can it be fixed? But the truth is, the truth, America... Is that it's gotten out of hand. It's a lot worse now than it was a couple years ago. You know, people blame half this stuff on video games, but you mean to tell me that all these adults out here are doing this right now? I've been playing video games. Mm-hmm. That's great to blame it on video games when it's the kids doing it. When you have them shooting up to schools, yeah, it's the video games' fault. It's the video games. They're painting these. I know adults play video games, mm-hmm. but homeboy at the the train yard. I don't know if he was playing video games, but he was a damn security guy, and here he is shooting people. So can we blame that on video games? I just feel like you. You can't blame video games for everything. You reach a certain age, you become an adult, you know what is right and wrong. And who in their right mind thinks, let me shoot up all my ex-co-workers? 
Because it's the right thing. But that's what we're missing. Remember, this is one of the biggest issues that's happening mm-hmm. here in the, the America, is in the mental world. Health? Mental health? Mental health. And, but a lot of times mental health is not just you're born there, with it. There's it's so imbi- many different factors when it comes to mental health. Yeah, and it, it, it could be environmental. Mm-hmm. It could be where you grew up. It could be where you don't have these opportunities that other people have. There's a lot of things that are happening. Just like with the guy, if he's about work, he feels he doesn't have these opportunities. Maybe it's a mental mm-hmm. thing, you know, but it doesn't mean that's a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. Just like we were talking about, I can't remember, it was a while ago when the, the guy shot the woman and the cop was saying he had a bad day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so so it's not as simple as that. Yeah, you have a mental issues, but it doesn't mean you have the right to go out there and, and yeah. shoot people. But the thing is, is that it's like a part of um, community policing. It's community policing in the police department. It's about getting out there and meeting the community and stopping things from happening before it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, if I see a... a a, a window or a house that's been broken into several times. No one's living there. Well, let me make more patrols. Let me get stuff correct. Let me get around there before it gets worse. Yeah, prevent, compared to preventative compared to what's happening where I come after the incidents happen. You know, someone already got killed. Now I come here after this. But the question is, how do we prevent these things? If mental health is part of it, how do we prevent mental health? I mean, is it something that, that can be helped? Is it something that just happens? Did he just snap one day and go, you know? you know, bipolar or something, you know, fuck the world. Who knows? I don't know. But the thing is that even if we can't stop mental health, how can we stop these people from hurting others? Because that's what the important thing is. We want them to hurt themselves. Yeah. I'm assuming we don't want them to hurt themselves, but we definitely don't want them hurting others. And what's happening is that other people, these people, I'm going to say these people, in the mass shootings, in the violence that's been happening, the thugs, the gal folks, the non-thugs, whoever it is doing it, they've been hurting other people. And this is something that's been happening for years and centuries. And so we've been trying to figure out how to stop it. But there's one thing that we have not done. What, provide better mental health care? Get rid of all, get rid of all guns. Do you know a lot of Americans are going to be against that? Well, I mean, if you go, go for if it, you, they will always bring up the Second Amendment, even though the Second Amendment was made what hundreds of years ago. It's like it doesn't even apply to right now. It's just like you know, it's if I were to raise my kid the way my parents raised me. It's a completely different generation. So how can you use the Second Amendment to talk about right now? I don't think the founding fathers expected that many fucking guns to be around anymore. <sighs> You know, I want to say the founding fathers didn't expect slaves to be uh, free. That is true. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff they don't expect. When, a, when America was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, think about it. Let's go back to back in the days. Okay. The evolution of weapons. We talking about from throwing rocks to, to bullets. I mean, how many mass shootings would you have had with, with someone rocks? With, the, with, with the rocks or with the sword? Or with air, bow and you know? arrows. <laughs> or with the bow and arrow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, because the technology has changed, the means of killing a person has become it's easier. Been and this quicker is and easier. Yeah, this is talking about even bombs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. it's it's like now I can kill more people than I could before because of technology. You know, and even people who have used cars as Let's be, tools yeah. to kill people. We've seen it several times. So it's like, like when the person drove through all the protesters. Yeah. So it's like we can't stop that, but we can stop certain things that make it easier. And, you know, unfortunately, guns make it easier. Yeah. 
especially if you can rapidly fire it. You don't need to aim it. Yeah. Um, you don't need to have any skills with it. It's strong. It's it's powerful, and people can't stop it. And that's what it comes down to. And from the evolution of of weapons, we've got to a certain point in time to where we have not said let's just get rid of the weapons in general because it's our God given right to have protection. But then at the same time, is it really protection? Do all these people carry their weapons with them when they go Not down the street? When you're talking no. about people with like assault rifles and stuff like that, what do you need the assault rifle for? How or to how protect to yourself? Protect to kill squirrels. <laughs> I'm like, if you have an assault rifle, is it really to protect yourself, or is it you're gonna use it to do have mass shootings? Well, like the assault rifle is to take out a lot, of people, a lot of people once. at once. It definitely is. I mean, we we would have to go look at different states, different laws, see what how many mass shootings have happened in these different states. I would like to say I think something happened did happen in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And but Florida itself has a different stance on 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 weapons and has a different stance on even just property. Like we yeah, talked about um, the, uh, someone coming on property. Yeah. yeah. So basically, if in Florida, if you stepped on my property, I have a right to shoot you. You know, so I mean, there's different laws, but you're still having the same drama. Yeah. Um. So therefore, are laws really different and changing things? What's the same similarities? What's the differences? The similarities is that we're still talking about weapons. Yeah. And even if I have the right to shoot someone in Florida and I don't in California, well, guess what? We're still having mass shootings in both these areas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that couldn't be the reason arming yourself at your house because the mass shootings aren't happening at your house. Yeah. Because I think the other one was, uh, I won't say grocery outlet. Sorry, grocery outlet. Is that um, a grocery store? It was, a, yeah, but it, it was like a red one or something. So, it reminded me of grocery outlet. Oh, um, no, but I don't remember. Was it Ralph's? No, no, it was like some one I've never heard of because it's not. It wasn't over here, oh. um, but yeah, it happened at a grocery yeah. store. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, for, I forgot Even what happened I got, with that one. The like the shooting happened outside the parking lot. It happened in the parking lot, and, he, and the person went inside the store and started shooting people. I can't remember what happened. There's been so many mass shootings lately that I don't remember exactly, remember exactly. what that story yeah, was. I mean, yeah, but I mean, look at that. What makes you go? Oh, I, I have a right to carry arms and bear arms, and and like we said, let's go back to the Vegas one. When you go to Las Vegas. Even if I had a weapon, that guy was up in the in 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 like the, the upper yeah, floors. Yeah. He was in his hotel room shooting so, down at people at a concert. Yeah. So unless he was one badass brave person who decided to go walk into that hotel, go up to his room and smoke him, your gun wasn't going to do nothing. You could you shoot all you want from there. Which fucking window am I shooting at? Yeah. And and, and and it may not reach. It may not have good aim. So it wouldn't matter. And so the only thing that would happen be is if you had the balls, excuse my language, to actually go. Into that motel, hotel, whatever it is, go go up to the floor, find out where he is, and you go shoot him. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people are actually really going to do that? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, the cops, I'm sorry, the cops didn't even do that. That's because they were they had like the cop head of a chicken. They didn't know what to do. Well, they didn't wherever. know That's, where the shooting was coming from. They well, didn't know what floor. Like that wasn't the, that wasn't, it was their communication. Mm-hmm. They were too busy running around like what's going on. If they're trying to help citizens, you can't help citizens if you're getting shot yourself. Yeah. So I understand people are shot, but you can't help anybody if you're getting shot too. Yeah. So they didn't have a command structure. They didn't know what the hell to do. It's like these things when they go, when they have the, was it was it Columbine was the high school shooting? Then now all of a sudden after that, they start having these trains and they go, but what do we yeah. do in response yeah. to, to these mass shootings and things like that? I mean, it made it bigger than what it was, which I think is also a problem. But at the same time, they didn't have training on that. And unfortunately, when they don't have training on that, they don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, it's not a situation that they know how to handle. You know, it's just like being in the cafe. <laughs> when, and when you got a sandwich, you know how to make it. And someone goes, I don't want this on the sandwich. You go, what do I do? <laughs> well, I mean, but what do you do? You got you to gotta adapt. Yeah. 
yeah. as as in not saying that we are the best, but mm-hmm. you know, as we say in the Marines, overcome and adapt. Mm-hmm. That that's as simple as it is. You know, it's like you're in a situation, and I know it sounds simpler than what it is, but you're in a situation. It is what it is. You have to adapt to that situation to overcome it. You know, and that's what they teach in the Marines. Mm-hmm. You're going to get in some stuff that you don't want to get into. And if you're into it, how do you get yourself out of it? You can't sit there and start freaking out because that's then it's not good for you and it's not good for your fellow Marine. That's what people do. People panic. I mean, any, anyone can panic, whether you're a cop but, or a citizen. But you're not supposed to be panicking if you're in that position, in that role, and you've been trained to not mm-hmm. panic. Understand you get scared. No one's saying you don't get scared, but to panic means you're not thinking. And to not think means you're not helping. And to not helping means that people are getting hurt. And that guy sat there and shot people for a long time before someone went up there, hey, get a couple of cops, block off certain streets, go up in that hotel, and you go, you go find a shooter. But it, it doesn't matter if you know what floor was. Have someone outside looking from the floor while you're searching floor to floor and getting there. But that, yeah, but that's off subject. We're off subject. We're getting to another whole thing. Um, but that was a lesson learned yeah. for, you know, the Vegas incident, but there's going to be different incidents that are happening as we've seen are starting to happen. Um, and the question is, I feel like there's going to be more different scenarios compared to the ones that we've seen. And the thing is that cops can't respond to it when it happens. So this is where we go back into the debate. Well, there's no cop there. Guess who is there? Other citizens. So can they defend themselves? You know, so can we defend ourselves? Can we have the right to carry weapons so we can defend ourselves? Or if we can't, then we should make it that no one can have weapons. You know, no difference than when I used to teach. I used to be in a school. Yeah. If that happened to me, I'd rather be packing. If I got to protect these kids, I'm going to protect these kids with a gun. Then I'm protecting these kids with my I fist. I feel like for a while they were trying to say, like, teachers should be allowed to yes. have weapons with them. Yes, they were. But at the same time, you need to have the training behind yeah. it. Um, because the worst scenario is for you to sit there and shoot some kid, kid who yeah. didn't have nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, not that I'm pro guns or pro this and that. I would have felt safer having to protect kids in a situation like that if I was armed. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and seek the, the shooter, the yeah. person shooter. But I'm going to protect if my they kids. They come from your me. classroom, yeah. Yeah, they come from my classroom. So, I mean, that's me personally, mm-hmm. you know. And once again, I, I get into that role of what's right and what's wrong. It's either, hey, you're going to cut out all guns and I don't have to worry about it, or you're going to let me arm myself and then I'll worry about that situation, mm-hmm. you know. But that is in between this iffy stuff. It hasn't been working for years, you know. Not it, since it, the, the Columbine shooting. It seems like nothing has changed. If anything, I feel like there's more and more mass shootings, especially after the whole quarantine got lifted. Yeah, definitely after the quarantine. Like definitely after. You know, oh, the snap! The, the, the finger snap, snap got fixed. Back. Yeah, they came back. Um, but yeah, it has. And uh, I don't know if it's something we can fix. And, um, you know, if it's something that can be changed, but we're putting it out there. Um, let us know. You know, tell us what you think. Um, no harsh uh, <laughs> judgments here. But um, uh, you can hit us up at our Bad Barista podcast at gmail.com. And anything else that we have? That's all we have. Instagram, can Bad oh, yeah, you can podcast. Us. You can DM us. Yeah, so you can do that. Let us know what you think, what um, thoughts you have. Um, hopefully, maybe you know someone's listening to this, and maybe some laws can change, or you go out there and change the law. Um, but we need to do something uh, as a, a people of you know the United States mm-hmm. because this is not um, a state this, thing. This should not be the new norm. 
Yeah, it definitely shouldn't be the new norm. And it is definitely an issue that we're having all over the United States because just because it doesn't happen in your city doesn't mean you ain't going to go visit someone or visit another or city. Or to have family living in the city. Yeah, or yeah. family there. But I mean, how many people have went on trips to somewhere else mm-hmm. and this stuff has happened like on their on their, their well, vacation like people, they were there at the for a concert in Vegas when yeah. that happened when the, yeah when that happened or I was trying to think the one that happened the other country when the guy ran on the sidewalk with the with the car I can't remember but, that one, yeah. yeah so anyways let us know what you think um, it's not a situation we think can be fixed right away and don't forget you know the things you hear here doesn't mean that it's right doesn't mean it's wrong it's something just to get you to thinking about what's going on this is a real situation that's happening this is a situation we talk about in the coffee shop I'm pretty sure there's a situation you see on the news um, and I'm pretty sure my favorite you know person talked about this you know his thing <laughs> Trevor you know, Noah yeah not my favorite person but Anyways, but thank you for listening. I think we're kind of done with our time or a little over our time. And thank you for tuning in with us. And hopefully you will join us for our next Same Bad Time. And you're going to say Same Bad Channel. Okay. So join us Same Bad Time. Same Bad Channel. I'm your host, Casa Compagno. I'm Teresa Soymacha. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Are they bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? Good, good, good.